Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Flying can be a nightmare. Between overbooking, delays, and cancellations, you could be left stranded. All the while, you have to foot the bill. We saw the Southwest meltdown during the holidays this year. It left millions of people stranded. And legally, Southwest didn't have to do anything. They could have told those couple million people, eh, sorry, happens, you're out of luck. Will a new proposed rule by the Biden administration help or hurt airline travel? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. On Monday, President Biden and Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg proposed a new rule that would force airlines to compensate travelers when their flights are canceled or delayed for an unreasonably long amount of time. But what does that compensation look like? The benefit to consumers will be that if they book an airline flight and it's canceled, they can get money instead of just a voucher for an other airline ticket. And that can be important because if you bought an airline ticket to go to a particular event, a friend's wedding, a graduation, vacation, for which you you know, reserve a hotel, and you don't get there because the flight was canceled. Well, giving you a voucher for another flight doesn't really help you all that much. What are you going to use that voucher for? For a lot of people, what they really want and what they really need and what they probably deserve is actually compensation. That was the voice of University of Michigan's Ross Business School professor, Eric Gordon. And beyond just a refund, compensation would include covering meals, overnight accommodations, and even rebooking flights. But according to David Slotnick, an aviation business reporter for the Points Guys, the conditions for getting that compensation is still vague. The thing that I find interesting about it is it actually covers a lot of things that the airlines are doing already voluntarily. The main difference here is that it would be required. So the airlines couldn't change. They wouldn't have wiggle room, things like that. It, it, there are still a few sort of shortcomings to it. Like we um, we don't necessarily know what would be considered a significant delay. We don't know what would be, you know, objectively considered the airline's faults, if they'd be able to sort of recategorize things. It's also important to note that the cancellations because of weather, uh, air traffic control shortages, the things that really we see most delays and cancellations caused by uh, would not be included here. So this is really only things that are the airline's fault that are within their control. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the minority of things. So if most airlines are already doing something in the same vein as this proposed rule, why make the rule at all? I think that the idea is that voluntarily isn't necessarily enough. You know, we saw the Southwest meltdown this during the holidays this year. It was a pretty bad event. It left millions of people stranded and incurring expenses. And for the first few days, Southwest hadn't really clarified what they were going to cover, what they would do for passengers. Uh, and that left people uh, unable to really make decisions. Um, they didn't know if they were going to have to pay out of pocket, if they'd get the money back. And legally, Southwest didn't have to do anything. They could have told those couple million people, eh, 
sorry, happens, you're out of luck. The idea is that with this wouldn't be the case. People would know what to expect, know what's going to be covered. Knowing your money is protected if your flight gets canceled is a win for consumers. But on the flip side, my worry was that a guaranteed compensation would lead to higher ticket prices in general to cover that cost. But Charles Lioka, the president and CEO of Travelers United, isn't that worried about a price hike. Since we've got about 10 major airlines in the United States, they all still compete and we still have competition. And so I don't think that we're really in a situation where uh, even though the airlines seem to follow each other in terms of airfares, they are still very, very aware of low-cost airfares in certain markets and of each other's airfares. So I think that we're kind of protected from that right now in terms of uh, what the um, passenger can expect. Now, if we look back one decade only, it used to be that I, it would cost me almost $1,700 to go round trip to Europe. Today, you can do it for about $1,000. So we've got a lot of push and pull in the system. Professor Gordon, on the other hand, believes it could lead to rising prices, but that any extra few bucks you got to spend would be more than worth the cost. If you think about it, what might happen is a form of insurance where everybody pays a few dollars extra for their tickets. Think of those few dollars as an insurance premium that pays off if you ever have a canceled flight and you get money from the airline. So it's a way of spreading the risk amongst all the airline flyers. It is likely to lead to uh, higher ticket prices, a lot higher, lower. Will anybody really notice it? Because the other thing that leads to higher and lower prices is the cost of jet fuel. Uh, and those price differences are probably bigger than the price differences of charging an extra couple of bucks a ticket to cover the cost of reimbursing, to cover the cost of compensating people whose flights have been canceled or unduly delayed. But could this rule cause an adverse effect? Meaning, instead of airlines becoming more cautious, they become more reckless instead. With the pressure of compensation looming, could it lead to planes taking off that aren't quite safe? David says unions wouldn't allow that. I don't necessarily think we would see that. I think that if an important thing here is that the airlines don't want these flights canceled either. As it is, they're already doing everything they can to get out on time. It's expensive to them when they have to reschedule something. If there was ever a scenario where the airlines were pressuring crews to maybe take off when they're not comfortable doing it, I think we would see a, a very, very aggressive pushback from the pilots unions and the flight attendants unions, which are you know, very influential in that industry. They have a lot of power against the airlines and um, they really are aggressive on anything that they're not comfortable with. While this rule stands to benefit consumers who are just unlucky in their travels, Charles Lioka doesn't think it will be in place anytime soon. What happens is we've also got what we call a rulemaking system. And a rulemaking system can be handled just by the uh, Department of Transportation or DOJ and so on. And in that case, the government or the DOT can come up with a new rule and just say that it's going to happen. However, there are certain rules that have to be followed and timelines that have to be followed. So even though President 
Biden and Secretary Buttigieg want to have this rule, it will be at least two years before it's all figured out. And then the government always gives the airlines a couple of years to put it into, into practice. We're looking at something which is about four years in the future. So why did President Biden and Secretary Buttigieg decide now would be a good time to propose the rule? Well, Professor Gordon thinks that it has a better chance to be pushed through because the Southwest Airlines incident is still fresh in our minds. You know, I think that it's one of those things where public perception and public pressure really play a role here. They are sort of taking advantage, I think, of the fact that people are unhappy with the airlines right now. They're unhappy with the last two years of, you know, delays that we've seen during the holidays and the summer periods. Uh, They're unhappy with the Southwest fiasco, how that all went down earlier during this holiday season. And they think that this is a time that they could maybe get this kind of thing going and get some momentum behind it. So, you know, I I think they're really trying to do that before they start the process just to make it easier and have a better chance of pushing it through. Professor Gordon believes that that's not the only reason the Biden administration proposed this new rule. He thinks that it scores President Biden an easy PR victory in a tough time. What's going on now, I think, is that the president needs something that he can say is a victory. Uh, The president is having a hard time uh, so far. As of the time of this recording, we don't have a federal budget. Many of the president's proposals have been blocked by a basically unfriendly Congress. This is something he can do without congressional support. And it's Sounds like it's something that's good for consumers. So to some extent, uh, the timing is that it's time for a PR victory for the president. So will this proposed rule help travelers? Probably. But that assumes it becomes a rule at all, which could take a while. Thanks to David Slotnick, Charles Lioka, and Professor Eric Gordon for lending their expertise to this episode. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.